Hi everyone and welcome back to the Amazing Rewatch. This is season three, episode nine. You probably have the air date, right? I do. The original air date was December fourth, two thousand two. I wrote twenty twenty two, but that's <laughs> not right. Two thousand two. We left off last episode. They were in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And they had a rest period at the at a chalet. Chalet Arnica. Arnica. <laughs> and this looked like a really nice and cozy rest period. Mm-hmm. And also, Zach and... Not Zach. Flo and Drew were getting nice and cozy. Yes. So, we have a little bit of that going on this episode. Yeah. I, we have been out all day, and Oliver has been home, like, in his little area. We're home now, and he has a lot of energy. So <laughs> if you hear little pitter-patters in the background, that's Oliver just kind of getting his energy out. And hopefully he doesn't um, interrupt us too much. <laughs> Not too distracting. We were at the Parade of Homes. Yeah. The Utah Parade of Homes. It was really fun. Walking around some... 13,000 square foot houses and then came back home to our 1,300 square foot houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were so nice. Yeah. Very fun. fun. But Okay. Well, we have our first team leaving the pit stop. They are the twins and they are leaving at 4.55 a.m. And they open the clue and it says, make your way to Glesterschlot. <laughs> there are so many H's in that word. <laughs> Glesterschlot. Glacier looked. Yeah, I don't even know. In, Basically, it means Glacier Gorge. Yeah. And it's in Grindelwald where they ended last episode. Get to the bottom of the gorge and find the keys to your vehicle. But they find out that this gorge that they have to hike down into doesn't open up until 9 a.m. And they only have $40 for this leg of the race. Yeah. So it's 5 a.m. They can't go until 9 a.m. And Phil also says that John Vito and Jill are the only ones that have not used the fast forward. So they're the only ones that have the option. Yeah. Which we will come to later. Mm -hmm. And we found a difference in the twins. And maybe we already knew this, but Derek is married and Drew is not. Yeah, they said that at the beginning of the season, but they haven't really talked about it until this episode much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help us tell them apart physically but at least they're not like the exact same person (laughs) yeah uh well right behind them Flo and zach leave at 456 and then this is kind of where we get the whole romance thing going on um they kind of show like what they've been up to the over the pits i mean the rest period and stuff like that and Flo says zach is a great guy but drew is older and more grounded and more sure of himself (laughs) and she's really really liking him she's infatuated yes so these two teams kind of team up at the beginning of this episode they decided to stay at a hotel and that's right a hotel, hotel question mark yeah they only have four hours yeah that seems weird yeah um, all these teams are not leaving too far apart from each other because like last episode it was kind of a foot race to the pit stop uh but terry and ian leave at 503 and Ken and Gerard leave at 5.07, and John Vito and Jill leave at 5.08. And these teams decide to go to the lodge, mm. where they're supposed to by the get gorge. to by 9 a.m. Yeah. And don't pay for a hotel room. They just kind of sleep on the benches inside and just hang out yeah. until it opens up. But the um, 
twins and Zach and Flo like get a hotel room with like one bed and they all kind of just like sit on there and <laughs> chill. It's kind of weird that they would spend their money on that. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Did we we didn't mention that this is a double episode too. So Oh yeah. So if you're watching along with us, this was a double episode. It was like an hour and a half. Mhm. So this will be a long podcast episode. <laughs> yes. But it's a good one. It was a good episode. Yeah, I thought both legs of this episode were really good. Yeah. So. And when John Vito and Joe left the pit stop, John Vito says, our game plan is to not come in last place again. Yes. <laughs> like, that is good game plan. <laughs> that is the only game plan. Yeah. The only thing you need to do. So they go into this gorge, and it looks super cool. It's, like, deep down in this canyon, and they're just kind of walking down this little boardwalk thing and they all kind of pass the keys so the keys are on kind of a a board like nailed to a board and it's off the beaten path and they would have to like see it from the path but yeah they don't see it the first time but then they do they do yeah <laughs> and they have to climb over the fence and run to it and grab them and make their way back up the gorge and to their cars and at the car there is a clue on the dashboard that says, drive yourself 36 miles to Kandersteg and take, where you'll take a car train through the Alps to the Red Bridge. Yeah. I don't I mean, the Red Bridge is at a specific place. I didn't catch the name of that one. I didn't either, actually. It's this big, long, high up, like, rope bridge above some sort of another gorge. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they have to get onto this train that you pull your car onto the train Mm -hmm. and make your way through the alps it's kind of cool it was kind of cool so they all kind of leave at the same time and go to that train and get on the same train well john vito and jill look at the fast forward Mm -hmm. which is they have to find a cheese making cabin and there's this big wheel of cheese that's cut into like probably like two inch by two inch cubes of cheese And they have to eat the cubes of cheese one at a time until they fully reveal the clue. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, would we have used the fast forward in this instance? I know, because everybody left at like the same time. Yeah. It's not like you're far behind and have to make up time and you still have a couple legs that you can use it. If you're the only team that hasn't used it yet, then like maybe save it for a better opportunity. Yeah. I would, because right now it just doesn't seem... Yeah, like it's necessary. But John Vito did have a good point. He said we would hate to go out still having a fast forward that we could have used. So, And another reason I would consider not doing it at this point is because you were already in Switzerland for so long, you know you're going to be going somewhere. Yeah, so when you get the fast forward and go check in the pit stop, you know that you're going to get on a plane probably or something and everybody's going to catch up to you mm-hmm. yeah <clears throat> i agree i agree okay. <laughs> i agree <laughs> I ag- <laughs> okay anyway so they go into this cheese barn and they're like that's a lot of cheese and these are huge chunks of cheese yeah yeah, these little uh, cubes of cheese. They look pretty thick. John Vito kind of 
after they start it, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah, he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And <laughs> I think they said like 10 times, oh, I'm going to vomit, mm-hmm. I'm going to vomit. But they finish it and they get the clue to head to the pit stop, which is the steamship Savoie floating in Lake Geneva in Montreux, Switzerland. Now that we got that out of the way, we'll jump back to the rest of the teams. So Zach and Flo get to the car train and find out it leaves at 1040 and it's now 1025. So they got there just in time and they're like waiting to load up and they're in, you know, they're kind of in line with their cars and Terry talks to a local and this person tells her that the red bridge is a bungee jump. And she's like, oh, no, because I think we've found out that Terry doesn't love heights. And also Gerard and Flo Mm -hmm. and Drew. (laughs) (laughs) And Terry, so she finds out and she's kind of like, like yelling to Ian and everybody around her. It's bungee jump, it's bungee jump. And she's so pleased that she has this information that she gets to share with everybody. Yes. And then Ian's like, I'm going to go tell Flo. Yeah. (laughs) Like he wants her to be upset and worried. They were relishing in the fact that they could tell her that it was a bungee jump. Yeah. So Zach and Flo, their car is the first one on the train and the twins car is right behind theirs. And the whole train ride, Flo is riding in the back seat with Drew and like flirting with him. Yeah. And cuddling with him and stuff. And Zach is in his car all by himself. This was so weird to just like see them walking in between cars as the car was moving. Mm-hmm. And Zach was like looking at his map, but still behind the steering wheel and the car was moving. And it was really weird. But that was kind of a cool thing. I know. I've never seen something yeah. like that. They're kind of just standing there mm-hmm. as the train goes along. And you can still like walk. And-, and then right before they're supposed to depart the train... Flo gets back in the car with Zach and it's like so awkward. He looks so annoyed. Yeah. He is not happy about this situation. Yeah. So they have to make their way to that red bridge and drive there. And the twins and Ken and Gerard and Zach and Flo get there about the same time. And Terry and Ian have kind of gotten lost. Mm-hmm. But at the bridge, they can see that it is a detour. It says extreme Swiss or very Swiss. So extreme Swiss is each team member has to do a 620 foot bungee jump off the bridge. It's the biggest bungee jump in Europe. And it's a scary task, but a quick drive after you're done. And then very Swiss, you have to drive yourself eight miles to a farm and you have to chase these goats around that have bells around their neck. And inside the bell is a key on only a few of the goats. Yeah, there's 75 goats and and only a few of them have it. Yeah, and then you use that key to open a box and you get your clue out of that box. It's kind of just how detours usually end up. One is scarier but quicker and one is not as scary but takes longer. Yeah. And the twins decide to bungee jump. And Zach and Flo and Ken and Gerard say no way. (laughs) Flo says absolutely not. And so does Gerard. He... I loved what he said. He's like, I don't want to die. I have children. And then Ken says, I don't want him to die. He has children. (laughs) (laughs) And as those two teams are driving away to go find the farm, Terry and Ian finally pull up and they see them leaving. And it's another point where like they get out and they're looking for the detour clue. And Ian looks at Terry and he goes, come. Oh my gosh. Come. It's very annoying. Yeah. I'm like, she is not a dog. They find the same information, and <laughs> Terry does not want to do the bungee jump, and Ian does. He says, I'm willing to jump if you want to do it, 
and she really doesn't want to and he kind of is like okay yeah. let's go but he's also like this will be our undoing but yeah we're a team. all these snippy remarks mm-hmm. this will be our undoing yeah so he's kind of like we're a team, but this is going to be the end of us. We're a team, but, you know, yeah. he's not that supportive. No. And she said, I'm willing, I was willing to skydive, but I'm not willing to budgie jump. I know. Which one is scarier? I, I don't know. The, the hanging upside down of the bungee jump, I think, is what would get me. Yeah. It is. It looks really scary. It was a very far jump. Yeah. That did look terrifying. So... We also find out here that Derek is the older brother of the twins, <laughs> which is kind of funny because this episode is really the first episode that their characters are kind of different. Like, yeah. they've been so similar up until now, similar, like the way they talk and what they say and the way they act and stuff. But this episode, I feel like they kind of were able to tell them apart. Uh-huh. And they do have the dynamic of like, Derek is the older brother, kind of like he's the one that's married. Yeah. But also, he kind of talks like he's the older brother. Now that you can see it in your mind, and now that you, like, notice it, you're like, oh, he kind of does act like an older brother. Yeah. Even though, you know, probably minutes or seconds. (laughs) (laughs) But he kind of, yeah, is just kind of more of an older brother vibe, and Drew is the younger brother. Yeah. (laughs) I think Drew is also growing a bit of a goatee. Mm. I think it was Drew. So that might help us a little bit, too, to keep them apart. Well, Derek, well, now Drew's the one that's hanging out with Flo, so that's yeah. going to help us. Yeah, that has helped a lot. <laughs> Derek does the jump first because he says that he has to do it to show Drew that it's safe. He's the older brother, and yeah. he has to be the example. <laughs> and it's funny. And then Drew, he looks so scared. Yeah. And Well, Derek looked scared, yeah, too. it looks they, scary. And they keep asking, is everything hooked up right? Yeah. Is is this, are you sure this is secure? <laughs> I would. I would definitely be like... <laughs> Can you check one more time? <laughs> and when they jump off, they have to swan dive. Yeah. Head They've, first. Both of them, like, kicked their legs yeah. back and forth the whole time. I don't think I would be able to move. I would just, like, jump and be, like, still until I got to the bottom. Yeah. It does look really scary. I think it would be hard to do this task. But I probably would have chosen this one out of the two. I probably would have, too. When Derek gets back up to the top and he's, like, I was saying things like, it's really awesome. It's an incredible experience. But you could tell that I don't think he actually meant it. He just really wanted Drew to jump. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, I think he did think it was a cool experience, but mm-hmm. just really scary. Yeah. Uh, so we jump over to the goats and Ken and Gerard and Zach and Flo got their keys. It didn't seem like it was that hard. And actually, it seemed like this detour might have been faster. I know. When we get to the next yeah task that's kind of like what i saw it was like this one claimed to be the faster task but it wasn't and even especially if like only one team can jump at a time if another team waited then they definitely wouldn't have been faster to do the bungee jump so. yeah for sure because it took so, took them a long time to pull them all the way up uh-huh. and unhook them and hook the next person yeah so, yeah, if you had a couple of teams It'd waiting. It would have been like 45 minutes probably per team. Yeah. So. And it makes you, th- the way they word it and all that stuff makes it seem like it would be so much faster. Faster to bungee jump. And it's not. No. But, yeah, they get the key off the goat's bell. And they have a box. And each box is labeled by the team's names. 
Mm-hmm. And they open the box, and there's a clue and a cell phone. A cell phone. A T-Mobile cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what one of them said. T-Mobile. Um, well, first, the clue says, drive to Lake Geneva and find Chateau de Chion. Use your T-Mobile phone to call your loved ones. Um, so you have a chance to use this T-Mobile phone to call your loved ones. But you have to finish your phone call before you get in your car and make your way to the chateau. Yeah. So as long as it takes you to talk is when you'll leave that yeah. detour. And they obviously all choose to use this. Yeah. So Gerard calls his wife and him and Ken's parents are there too. And and I didn't know this. I knew Gerard had kids, but he has his twins are only two and a half. Yeah, he seems old. I know. To have two and a half year old kids. He does look older than having two and a half year olds, but that'd be like he starts crying even before he gets on the phone. Like he misses them so much. Yeah. And it's so sweet. And Ken just talks to his mom. He's yeah. Like, We're having a good time. You know, we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zach talks to his sister and Flo talks to her best friend. It's funny because Zach, he's like, I forgot to tell you guys, I, for- I didn't pay my credit card bill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sister's we paid like, it. we did it. <laughs> I think that's so funny. That was funny. <laughs> um, and yeah, they finished their phone calls and they're all super happy and it, it's really sweet. Flo, I think Flo said at least three times in this episode, over the course of the episode, she's like, I'm the happiest girl in the world right now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and this was one of them after yeah. she talked to her friend. Um, Terry and Ian get there right after and are told that they get to call home as well. And yeah, they see all the other teams on the phone. Yeah. They're like you get to call home. And then they like, Terry just like books it up the hill. <laughs> She's like, yes, I get to call my kids. I know. Ian's like, I haven't seen this much energy. Terry gets the key off of the goat's neck and she starts running towards the box. And Ian was like, did you get the key? I'm like, <laughs> Of course she got the key. Why would she be running towards the box if she didn't have the key? It's like, no, I'm just running away from what I'm supposed to be doing for fun. <laughs> when they give him a call, her it seems like her sister's the one that's taking care of him while they're on yeah. this adventure. And they have two boys. And like her young one sounds so, like, so sweet. He's like, hi, mom. And like yeah. seems like he's crying. And she's crying. And yeah. So they also seemed, because their kids probably seemed like, what, 12 and 14, maybe? Mm-hmm. And they're in their probably 50s. I know. So they're also a little bit older parents. I don't think they were quite 50 yet. I think I heard somebody say like 40 something, but they look they older. Look really I think it's just the way like Terry's hair is. Yeah. But that's how it was. Okay, well, so oh, I was thinking about this actually because Phil said that. Terry and Ian are like the oldest racers to get to the top five. Mm -hmm. But what about Joe and Bill in season one? They seemed not young. Yeah. They seemed maybe around the same age as Terry and Ian. So I wonder what the age difference is there. Probably find it, but I don't want it to be spoiled like when they get eliminated. So, yeah. I, but I do think that the hairstyle back then ages her. Yeah. It's the same thing with like the golden girls. Yeah. Like, they were, I, when we were watching it when we were little, like, we used to, 
watch well, no, we watched the Golden Girls. We watched the Golden Girls and the Nanny like a lot when All we were little. We just like on cable during the summer breaks. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, so many of the jokes flew over our heads. We had no idea. But like I thought they were like 80-year-old grandmas. Yeah. They seemed so old. But they were supposed to be in like their 50s. Yeah. That is so weird when yeah. you look at their hair and their style and stuff. They look old. And they were not supposed yeah. to be that old. Like, our mom is in her 50s, and she does not look like the Golden Girls. No. It's, when I found that out, I'm like, no way. <laughs> Aren't they, like, 80? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. And that's kind of how I feel like Terry is with her hair and style. But Well, we have Jill and John Vito going to the pit stop. They seem to find it pretty easy. They have to take a pedal boat across the lake to that steamship, and it's like cute. Jill's putting on her lipstick in the her car. Her frosted lip gloss. Yeah. yeah, it is so. She's <laughs> like, I want to look good for Phil. Yeah, she's so cute. I really like. Yeah, her. Yeah, I do like her. And they te- check in as team number one, and they win a seven night Caribbean cruise. <gasps> yes, so something more exciting than some cameras. I was gonna say our first not Kodak camera. <laughs> oh, we did. We didn't say that Drew calls his wife. Oh, yes. Yeah. And they've only been married for a couple of months. Yeah. That would be hard. Yeah, he's like, we just pretty much got back from our honeymoon. Yeah. That would be hard. Drew talked to their mom. Mm -hmm. So the next clue is a roadblock at that Chateau Station. And it says this person should be a nuts and bolts kind of person. And they have to assemble a Swiss army bicycle and they have an example that's already done for reference and like the parts are all in a pile and they have to put it together. So Gerard does the de- or the roadblock and he finishes first. It didn't seem like he had too much trouble. The guy mm-hmm. was pretty strict. He's like, not safe, mm-hmm. not safe, not safe. But obviously... They can't just let the bike go if it's not going to go. Like, if it's not going to work. Because they're going to be riding these bikes. Yes. So Gerard finishes, and they ride the bikes to the pedal boats that we talked about with John Vito and Jill, and then head to the pit stop on the steamship. Drew is doing the roadblock, and he's kind of struggling, but gets it eventually. And then Terry and Ian come up, and... They say a nuts and bolts kind of person and Terry just like immediately looks at Ian and he's like, okay, I'll do it. And, but this seems like he'd like something he'd be good at. So. I know he, and I just know it would be an example of if he wouldn't have said he was going to do it and Terry did it, he'd just be yelling at her the whole time. Yeah. And he'd be like, I should have done this one. I should have yes. done this one. So, so I'm glad he did it. He yeah. didn't want to. He was like, very, really? Okay. You know? Yeah. But I know if it was opposite, he would have been making it, like, really hard yeah. on her. And I think Zach got there before Ian, right? Yeah. Because he started to do it, and he was, like, having trouble with the brakes. And Flo was over there, like, saying, oh, no. Ian was having trouble doing his brakes. And then so Flo went over and told Zach, Ian's having trouble with the brakes. Check those. And I just still find it so crazy that they can, like, talk to each other mm-hmm. and help each other. She's, like, still right this- next to him. Yeah. And she's, like, giving him... Tips. instructions yeah. and tips yeah and then she puts her helmet on and sits on that bench and just like stares at him and waits for him to be done drew finishes his bike and rides away so it's like kind of down to ian and zach mm-hmm. and, ian, and zach did get there first 
But Ian finishes, finishes first. But while they're doing this, um, Ken and Gerard did just get, you know, they found the pedal bolts pretty easy. And yeah. Got on and make their way to there and check in as team number two. They're kind of, they're funny. They're at this, being so silly. This check-in, they're kind of like, Phil, don't give us that look. Like, you, you know, you're just playing around, you know, give it Give to us, us the news. Give us the news. <laughs> yeah. And I think Phil thinks they're pretty funny. His like raised eyebrow. That he... <laughs> His signature. Yes. Eyebrow. The twins ch- check in as team number three. So Terry and Ian take off on their bikes and... Zach is struggling a little bit and then he finally finishes and he gets up and Flo like gets on her bike. She's ready to go. And then Zach has, he's like unzipping his shorts, his yeah, pants, the into bottom shorts. half of his pants. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, she's so mad. And she's like, are you serious right now? And he, but he was like, I have to take them off or they'll get caught in the chain. I'm kind of with Flo on this one I know. for now. Yes. Like, it would, at this moment, I'd be like, just come Seriously? On. Let's go. Like, <laughs> you just saw T- Ian leave. Like, yeah. Let's go. Okay, so they're in a rush to get to the marina where those pe- those pedal boats are and pedal out to the steamship. So right now, it's kind of just like going back and forth on who's lost, where are they going, how fast are they going to get there. They both seem to be struggling, try- getting, like, to find it. And also, Terry has a huge crash. Yeah, she just, like... It looked really painful. And Ian's like, Terry. And she's like, yeah, I fell on purpose. (laughs) And her bike's kind of like messed up and he has to fix it for her and get back on and stuff. And her shirt was so funny, like billowing in the wind. Yeah, And it looks kind of like an uphill ride. So it looked kind of hard. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was too close. And it, and you were, there was a lot of traffic Terry and Ian find the marina and they find the pedal boats and Flo and Zach are not too far behind them. They find the marina, but they see Terry and Ian are already out there on the pedal boat and Flo just gives up completely. She just like threw a fit. She literally took off her helmet and threw it so hard that it broke and it like fell into the water. Yeah. And she has just completely given up. Like, the pedals are right there, and Terry and Ian aren't even at the ship yet. Yeah. Like, hurry. You could yeah do it. Like, she's you like, could try. just whining and saying, there's no way we can catch up to them. And she's like... We're losing like, anyway, so we might as well walk. Because yeah, Zach's she, like, come on, hurry, come on. She's crying so hard. And she's like, I'm so embarrassed. We're getting beat by two retired people. Yeah. <laughs> she has a real problem that... Terry and Ian are still in this race. Yeah. Being a little bit older. Because it's mentioned a few times mm-hmm. in these two legs. Yeah. She is so negative And she has literally just given up. And it's so annoying. And so finally they get on the pedal boats. And she's just yelling at Zach. And yelling and Why yelling. Why did you have to unzip your pants? Yeah, he's like, I would have gotten them stuck in the chain. I would have had to stop anyways and get them unstuck and stuff. And even though I don't think the pants made them that far behind i don't think the pants were the make it or break it thing yeah like it took a couple seconds yeah your attitude is the thing that yeah if you would have like just hurried if you would have ran you might have been able to catch up because you probably could have out 
cuddled Terry and Ian yeah. if you've had to. And she was like whining during like riding the bike the whole time, the whole way there, the whole way. Terry and Ian were peddling their little hearts out yeah. though. They were like so proud of themselves. Yeah, too. they're like we beat him, we beat him, let's go. And they were team number four. And Flo and Zach finally make it to that ship, and Flo is just Still so whining. upset. And they check in as team number five. But Phil tells them this is a non-elimination league. And she's so happy. Like, her attitude changes, like, it, like, in an instant. 180 in, like, a second. And this part, this makes me so mad. She says, I hate that Zach is so positive. It makes me look bad. Yeah. Uh, that made me so <sighs> mad that she said that. Then don't be so negative. Like, yeah. you are an awful teammate. She is not a good teammate. Like, no. I swear, she hasn't done a roadblock yet. Yeah, I'm trying and to think of any that she has. I'm sure she's done at least one or two, but... And Zach is so positive and so nice yeah, to her and he still. just, like, puts up with it. And, and she would, she is not a good teammate. Yeah. Like, even just this... She didn't even ask him about the bungee jump. They saw that bungee jump was one of the detour options and she's like no way we're not doing that and zach didn't even question it he was like all right let's do the other one so he's like super supportive she does not reciprocate no i would hate to be her teammate this is like a double episode like we said so phil says phil says the next elimination leg of the race is about to begin so we know somebody's getting eliminated Mm -hmm. and the amazing race continues so this boat that they're on is making its way across lake geneva to lucerne and you talked about going to lucerne and then i was like oh maybe we'll get to see it but no we don't even see it at all no and then the next leg starts so john Vito and jill depart at 12 42 a.m and the clue says to make your way to jet do i don't know (laughs) It's like jet, jet, J-E-T, do, d, d apostrophe e-a-u. E-a-u. So it's French. Duh. Duh. It's the largest fountain in Europe. It seems like every taxi driver knows exactly what they're yeah. talking about, and they have pretty easy time to get there. Ken and Gerard leave at 2 a.m., and they they said, we never thought we'd make it this far. <laughs> <laughs> they're like pleasantly surprised yeah <laughs> which is a good and attitude i'm so glad <laughs> yeah they they have become my favorite for sure and the twins depart at 2:14. in the meantime john Vito and jill find the clue and we are going to be traveling it says get yourself to the patronus towers in the country that is represented by this flag did and you know what flag it was no before? i wouldn't have known i think i did I'm not good. I'm not good at flags. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. If there's a flag thing, there's been a couple of seasons that they have flag yeah. challenges at the end. If I'm like studying it, or if I've actually yeah. been there, but like if just out of the blue, they're like, "What flag is this?" I was like, I would not have known that. Yeah, I mean, I say all this now, knowing that they go to this place. It's Malaysia is the country that they're going to. Yeah. But I knew that the Patronus Towers were in Kuala Lumpur. Yeah, so that yeah, if you knew that, then you wouldn't have yeah. to worry about what the flag was. But John, John Vito and Jill do not know where this is, but it is Malaysia, and it's seven thousand miles away. So that's a big jump. They're going a long way. 
before we leave Switzerland, I just want to give a little bit of information about Geneva, even though they're not there for very long. But they did go to like an actual place and stuff like that. We've been in Switzerland a lot, but you know, there's just a little bit of differences here and there. So Geneva is the second most populous city in Switzerland. It has about a population of 203,951 and a population of 504,000 in the suburbs and surrounding areas, like the area of Geneva. But that area of Geneva is split between Switzerland and France. Like there's part of it is in Switzerland and part of it is in France. It says it extends over 771 square miles. 58% of them live in Switzerland and 42% live in France. So it's a global financial center and it's a center for diplomacy. There's a lot of international organizations there and like the United Nations and the Red Cross and things like that. That's the highest number of international organizations of anywhere in the world. So, you know, like the Geneva Conventions and things like a lot of important diplomatic stuff happens there. United Nations, all that kind of stuff. In 2019, Geneva was ranked among the 10 most livable cities in the world. But also that same year was ranked 13th most expensive city city in the world to live. But it also ranks first for gross earnings. And, you know, you make a lot of money if you live there or you have to because it's expensive to live there. But if you travel to Geneva, if anybody is planning on going there, there's a Geneva transport card and you can travel all throughout the area for free. So when you arrive, you receive a digital Geneva transport card and you can just travel around. Anyway, not a lot about Geneva, but we're not there for very long. So I just wanted to give you one more little tidbit about Switzerland before we leave. Pretty much went to every single place in Switzerland you can go. Yeah. In this. Kind of the same as Morocco, too. We yeah. went to all the cities of Morocco and very pretty country. We'll go there someday. Yes. Not will. I mean, will. W-I-L-L. I will go there someday. <laughs> but, I mean, we can go together. That's fine. <laughs> I would love to go back. It's so, so beautiful there. We're headed to Kuala Lumpur. Yes. And... These Petronas Towers are the tallest buildings in Asia. Uh, I wonder if that's still current. No, I have updates on that. Okay. So Ken and Gerard find a taxi, and this taxi driver immediately knows that this country is Malaysia. Yeah, it's like that's like Malaysia. So common knowledge for a Swiss taxi driver <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to know the Malaysian flag. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, oh, okay. All right. And they just believe him. Which, I mean, I guess they don't have any reason not to. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to the twins in their taxi and they say it's their birthday today. I know, they're like, we forgot it was our birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you probably would, like, honestly, you probably wouldn't even know what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so hard to keep track. I went on a cruise in November and it was a seven day cruise. And each day of the cruise, they would change out the floor mats in the elevator with the day of the week so that you know what day it is Mm -hmm. so like on tuesday morning they put down a floor mat inside the elevator that says tuesday yeah i see that on tiktok a lot people like wait up at night to see the guy that comes in (laughs) and changes it out change and they like they like celebrate and like yay you know it's tuesday yeah (laughs) yeah which is good because on vacation and in the on a cruise ship you probably aren't yeah you just track yeah 
a lot of people don't even have like phone service or don't get the wi-fi you know so mm-hmm. well john vito and jill get to the airport and it is closed until 5 a.m so they decide in the meantime they're going to go to a hotel nearby to double check that that flag is actually a malaysian flag well they don't know yet they're still trying to find out what flag this is yeah i did their taxi driver said it was malaysian but they oh did they? they didn't trust him or like they wanted to make sure okay so they went to like confirm that at a hotel okay and then terry and ian leave at two thirty-five. did we say what time ken and gerard yeah all these teams oh yes okay 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 terry and ian leave at two thirty-five a.m zach and flo at two forty-one. so they were six minutes behind mm-hmm on that whole so i don't think thing. his pants made a six minute difference i don't think so either it also shows like we said it shows here that the that detour was not necessarily a faster detour like they're so close they're yeah actually behind a team that didn't do the bungee jump zach and flo leave at two forty one a.m and they have to get to geneva because they're like kind of outside mm-hmm. the city right and so zach's like we want to take a taxi all the way to Geneva. And Flo's like, well, how else are we going to get there? And he's like, it's so expensive. So he's like, he's really trying to be money conscious and it's really bothering Flo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says, Zach is incredibly concerned about money. He's being so cheap. Because <laughs> he's the one that's always concerned about how much a hotel costs. And yeah. Stuff like that. And he points out this is the first time they've been in last place. Yeah. Which is probably not good place not to, a great place like a good feeling yeah <laughs> they're like this is we're in last place for the first time they're talking about like catching up and stuff and they say oh i forgot about terry and ian i'm sure they haven't even figured it out yet yeah people this this hat this half of the episode are so are so negative towards terry and ian and they're so like surprised every single time yeah. they get somewhere they're like oh something. they can't they can't possibly have figured this yeah. out yet they can't possibly be there yet they're so old yes <laughs> and they get to the airport and flo says i can't believe they're here why is it so crazy that that they, they left found their way to you the and yeah it's so weird when zach and flo get the clue they know exactly where they're going because they know oh, where yeah. the towers were uh-huh I mean, Terry and Ian haven't been my favorite team, but this episode, everybody's kind of, like, rude to them. Or not rude to their face, but, like, in their, like, when they're talking about They're always just like, there's no way they've already made it. Oh, they're probably lost. Oh, my gosh. They're not going to be able to get that. I mean, they're in the top five, so it's not like they're not doing well. I know. They've kind of, like, scraped by at the bottom of the the pack, but still. Yeah, they're there. And they're in front of you guys, so. Yeah. (laughs) All the teams are arriving at the airport, and just another example of Terry and Ian, they're the only one that get on this flight at 7.50. Yeah, they get on the first flight by yeah. themselves. Well, they have to go through Zurich, and then Vienna, and then Kuala Lumpur. So mm-hmm. they have two layovers. And everybody else gets on a flight at 9 a.m., and they go through Paris yeah. to Kuala Lumpur. Drew, at the airport, Drew says he likes Flo, and he like wants to help her figure out their plane tickets because he doesn't want to see her cry yeah (laughs) so when they get up to the booking place they say four tickets instead of two yeah why are you helping them i know and flo and drew sat by each other the whole flight and zach is kind of just like it's also weird because it's like four seats 
and it's Drew, Flo, an empty seat, and then Zach. Yeah. This almost bothers me more than Tara and Will last time. Because, like, mm-hmm. obviously Tara and Will's relationship was over. And, I mean, I guess Zach and Flo are not even dating. But I think they want to be. But Flo is... I know. I think... I know. I'm like... What think, is this? I've been thinking about their relationship a lot because... And, like, coming up with what it is. Like, it seems like Zach wanted to be with Flo more than she wanted to be with him. And now he doesn't want but to be why? with her. why? Why? I think even by the end of this episode, he's, like, done with her. Yeah. So these flights only left about an hour apart. Mm-hmm. And where Terry and Ian had the two layovers, and then it just, like shows one airplane coming in i actually was wondering who was going to get there first but it is terry and ian they get to malaysia first so let me just get this info out of the way okay can. <laughs> okay malaysia seems like a really interesting place i have never even like had that on my mind of a place that i want to go yeah um so if you can picture a map there's thailand in the bottom of thailand there's you know that leg that goes down and at the bottom of Thailand is Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So it's like the tip of that peninsula at the bottom of Thailand. Kuala Lumpur, specifically, is the capital city of Malaysia. It's one of the fastest growing cities in Asia and the largest city in Malaysia. It is about 1.9 million people as of 2020. It also has about 7.5 million people in the greater metropolitan area. Wow, that's a big jump. Yeah. <laughs> That's the cultural and financial and economic center of Malaysia. It's home to the monarch, which is Yang Di Pertuan Egong. <laughs> I know that was I'm probably sure that's so exactly awful. how you say it. <laughs> but <laughs> so they have a parliamentary democracy in Malaysia with a constitutional monarchy. His Majesty the King is the paramount ruler. The Malaysian king is called, I mean, that thing that I just said, it translates to he who is made lord oh so that's not the, the king's name that's like the title yeah oh okay yang di pertuan agong the king is elected to a five-year term by the nine rulers of the Mal- malay states would you say malay m-a-l-a-y i think it's malay malay states malay i feel malay. like i've heard malay but i don't i don't know i guess malay 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 Malaysia's system of elected rotating monarchs is one of its is only one of its kind. The king lives in Kuala Lumpur city in a palace with 22 domes on the top. It's like a major tourist destination. This city was first developed only around 1857 when it was surrounded by tin mines. So it's not a very old city. Yeah. I mean there was obviously like settlements there before but it's like actually become a city so the portuguese took over this place in 1511 then the dutch in 1641 the british in 1824 and then it was in british rule until they became independent in 1957 so it's quite a young city but they have undergone a lot of development it is home to the tallest twin buildings in the world the patronus towers so they're not the tallest buildings in Asia anymore, just the tallest twin buildings in the world. So they're 88-story, super tall skyscrapers, standing about 1,483 feet. From 1998 to 2003, they were officially designated as the tallest buildings in the world until they were surpassed by the 2004 completion of the Taipei 101. 
And they might not be the tallest tower anymore either. Yeah, because that was 20 years ago now. So. <laughs> yeah. They're the world's tallest twin skyscrapers. They were the tallest buildings in Malaysia until 2019 and surpassed by the Exchange 106. Kuala Lumpur is one of the leading cities in the world for tourism and shopping. It's the sixth most visited city in the world that's in 2019. Very that That's what I was saying. Like, I've never thought about visiting there, but it is the sixth most visited city in the world. Huh. And it has three of the world's ten largest shopping malls. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. I wanted to do a cruise, actually. There was an Asian cruise that goes to, like, mm. Malaysia, Vietnam, Taipei, Singapore. Not Taipei. Thailand. Sorry. Malaysia, Vietnam, Thailand, Singapore. That would be really fun. Yeah. Oh, I did say last episode that I thought we were going to Vietnam. Oh, so, so we're not pretty close. far. Yeah. Anyways, that's about Malaysia, which I think is moving up on my list of places to visit. But Yeah. <laughs> Just that whole Southeast Asian peninsula seems mm-hmm. just very cool. Yes. So, one day. Okay, well, Terry and Ian landed in Malaysia. <laughs> and they get to the towers pretty easily because obviously it's a very yeah. noticeable landmark. Everybody knows where they are. Yeah, they get there really easily. And the clue there says, use the Kodak camera here. They give them one. To get a picture of yourself in front of the buildings, you have to ask a local to take the picture. Then you walk one mile to the shopping center to, to like develop a, the camera to develop film. the camera p- p- pictures and you'll find your next clue on the back of the developed camera the photo mm-hmm. so everybody on the plane like all of the teams except for terry and ian are on the same plane uh-huh. and they're like i wonder where terry and ian are and mm-hmm. they're like uh, they're they've got to be behind yeah like we were saying they were just like all and somebody says ian's probably bothering some locals. it was flow <laughs> But then oh it does gosh. cut to Ian, and he's like, hey, where's Ampong? Where's Ampong Park? I can't hear uh-huh. you. But then he also, every time he walks away, he says, thank you, thank you. Like, yeah. he's not, like, a terrible person. He is loud and, like, abrupt sometimes and is, like, a loud American. Okay, yeah. but he does say, like, thank you, you know, or he doesn't, like, yeah, he's, he's not, not rude. rude. And we had, like, a couple of people last last season that were rude, like, flat-out rude, remember? Like, rude to, like, some sort of, some taxi driver, or, like, not giving him a tip. Anyways, we've yeah, already had experiences was, mm-hmm. with people being rude. And he hasn't been rude yet. He's just loud. Yeah. Just a little annoying, but... Yeah. Um, but they're having a hard time finding that shopping center. Yeah. Because, did we say that that's what the clue was? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. They have to the go to the camera quick places the- at this... Ampong Shopping Center. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Ampong is like a district. Yeah. Because people are pointing towards Ampong. And they get somewhere that says Ampong and they go in, and, but it's a train the station. The train station. And so they're like in the vicinity, but not quite there yet. But they finally find the quick photo. It does delay them a little bit. Like mm-hmm. they had a little bit of a lead, but getting lost and going to the train station first kind of put them a little bit behind, but still in in head still ahead of the other teams because in the meantime that they're trying to find the shopping mall the other teams have landed and have done the photo and mm-hmm. now they're going now to they're find headed a quick photo yeah. in the mall so once their print their picture prints out of this like developing station it says take the train to singapore and find margaret thatcher in the orchid garden <laughs> i was gonna say orchard 
because it says like O-R-C-H. The Orchid Garden. The Orchid Garden. The Singapore National Orchid Garden. Mm-hmm. Singapore is oh, 200 miles away by train. So Terry and Ian leave. The other teams arrive to this like photo development place and they ask the people that are working there. They say, were there, was there another team here? And the people say, yeah. And they're like, how is that possible? How is it that they were already here? Yeah, they asked the guy. They're like, yeah, it was some old people that were here before you. And they're so <laughs> surprised. How is that possible? Because they're not idiots. I know. They're and also in the top. And it's not even like they're not physically fit. Yeah. Like, they're, they're in great shape. So it's just, yeah. Their surprise makes me offended for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is this? They're so ageist. Yeah. Well, Terry and Ian do get to the train at 8 a.m and the next train doesn't leave until 11 15 a.m so so we know that we're gonna be they're all gonna catch up because mm-hmm. they all arrive like right away mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they get to singapore and they find out that the orchid garden doesn't open until 8 30 a.m so it's basically a whole night but it seems like the f- train arrived in the evening uh-huh. so so they're trying to figure out places to stay and stuff oh because gosh. yeah <laughs> and here we go again Zach wants to save money and Flo is no, I am not doing that. So he says he wants to find a YMCA. Do YMCAs exist in other countries? It sounds like it. He I guess. Like, he was like, why not the YMCA? Like he's just kind of like, he's like so I'm not sure. doing that. I am not doing that. I haven't slept yeah. or showered in two days. Yes, and they're kind of they're in the train station, like the arrivals in Singapore. And She's so upset and she goes and sits down and then Drew goes over there and is comforting her. Yeah. I would not like, be attracted to this. No, I know. This is why I'm like, what does he see in her? I know. And he's like, it's okay. Don't worry. We'll find you a nice place. Yeah. Like, we'll like find- she's a baby that yeah. needs to be coddled. And-, and Derek is over by Zach and he seems to start, like, he seems to be getting annoyed of Drew and Flo as well. Yeah. He's like, come on over here. We don't have all night. Like, come yeah. on. We got to make some decisions. Yeah. And I would be annoyed too. I'd be like, focus on the race and just flirt with her when we're done. Yeah. Like if this was in the first like couple of legs, fine. But you're getting down to the end here. You don't have time for this. But also, yeah, like I said, I would not be attracted to Flo if I was in the race. Like I'd be like, ooh. Yeah. This is not She cannot handle stressful situations and she's mean. Yeah. (laughs) They decide to split a hotel room. So Zach and Flo and Derek and Drew split a hotel room. And it's funny because like making their way to the hotel and leading up to it, everybody's wondering like, okay, well, who's going to be sleeping with who? And Derek's like, he's I'm like not laughing sleeping with Zach. He said, I might be sleeping with Zach tonight. <laughs> he's just like making fun of Drew and Flo's like, I would never put them in a situation where Derek and Zach had to sleep in the same bed because <laughs> she ends up in the bed with Zach. And in her underwear. I know her underwear. That part is so hilarious to me. It's like she, so it's two queen beds, and on the far left is Derek, and then Drew is in the middle, and then Flo is in the middle, and Zach is on the far right, and she like has her whole like body like hanging out the side of her bed sheets with just her underwear on, and yeah. Drew's like right there. Like you can tell she's like so, just like she's coming on to him real hard. <laughs> yeah, and Zach like basically has his back turned. To yeah, he's just I, yeah, like he's so over, over it. Uh, yeah it's a pretty nice hotel and then we 
go to John Vito and Jill and they yeah. find a hotel and it is not nice. There's an AC in there. It doesn't work. There's a TV in there. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, all right, let's go to sleep. <laughs> I wonder how much they paid for that. Room. I don't know. I also want to address Flo's comment about like how she hasn't showered in two days. That doesn't seem like that long. Honestly, yeah. on the race. On a race. Yeah. You know you're going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, you're going to be dirty. You're not going to have time to shower mm-hmm. all the time. So that was kind of weird that she was, like, complaining about that. Sleeping for two days, that's a different story. But, like, if you are if you haven't slept for two days, sleep on the ground. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're probably tired enough that you could sleep anywhere. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So. Well, they show up to the orchid garden in the morning. All the teams arrive there. And... <laughs> The rock music that was playing when they were, like, lining up at the gate was so funny. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what they were trying to do there. It was weird. Yeah. Well, making their way to this in the morning, because Mar- they said they have to find Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. But they don't know in- from the clue that Margaret Margaret Thatcher is a, is a flower. An- is a flower. So, like, on the way there, some of their taxi drivers tell them that. Like, it's like oh, it's a flower. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, before we get started on the whole everything coming up (laughs) i'm just going to tell you a little bit about singapore so kind of where i was telling you how malaysia is right before thailand singapore is an island right off the end of the peninsula of malaysia so it's It's not that far yeah so when they took a train there they i guess there's is it an island a bridge i think so sri lanka is the island right off the bottom i think singapore is on the mainland sri lanka is off of india oh you're right yeah it's an island barely (laughs) <laughs> okay it's not far off of the land okay. <laughs> but that's technically an island <laughs> okay so singapore is an island country in <laughs> southeast asia <laughs> says wikipedia <laughs> is located about one degree latitude north of the equator off the southern tip of the Malay peninsula it's composed of one main island and 63 satellite islands and the combined area of Singapore has increased by 25% since the country's independence as a result of land reclamation projects, which is interesting. What does that mean? How can you increase the size of an island? I don't know. I mean, like, there's parts of San Francisco that they've built out. Yeah, just, like, backfill the water and just building out, I guess. It has the third highest population density in the world, although with the high population density, there's still numerous green and recreational spaces as a result of good urban planning. It has four official languages, English, Malay, Mandarin, and Tamil. T-A-M-I-L. But English is the lingua franca. So this seems like a good place to visit when you're an American going to Asia because yeah. they speak English. And Singapore's history dates back at least a millennium. It's been founded or like taken over by many different people and has gone through different governments of... Pirates? Pirates, yeah. <laughs> Maritime Emporium is what it says on here. Or um, it's known as like Telasocratic Empires. So that means it's like like maritime rulers. I ju- I'm just and, thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. When, though they go to Singapore in the yeah. third movie. Mm-hmm. But its contemporary era began in 1819 when Singapore was established as a trading post of the British Empire. In 1867, the colonies in Southeast Asia were reorganized and Singapore came under direct control of Britain. During World War II, Singapore was occupied by Japan, but then returned to British control 
um, when Japan surrendered in 1945, and then it became self-governing in 18, in 1959. So after years of turbulence and lacking natural resources and changing different rulers and you know governing bodies and stuff like that, then the nation began to rapidly grow and has become one of the four Asian tigers. One of the four Asian tigers are developed East Asian economies. Who do you think the four Asian tigers are? Like the four cities or areas of like economic development, like the strong economic areas of Asia. Of Asia. Okay. Um, Shanghai? No. Beijing? No. Tokyo? No. Okay. <laughs> so well, Singapore is one of them. Okay. Singapore, uh, Bangkok? No. Are these, am I going to know any of these? Yeah. Okay. All of them. <laughs> uh, More areas instead of just cities. Okay. Okay. Mm. Or I can just tell you. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hong Kong, Singapore, okay. South Korea, and Taiwan. Okay. Countries slash territories. Yeah. Areas. So the four Asian tigers, also known as the four Asian dragons or four little dragons, are economies between the 50s and 90s that underwent rapid industrialization and maintain exceptionally high growth rates and are just like economic powerhouses in asia just well fun fact (laughs) yeah so it's a highly developed country as the second highest gdp per capita in the world it is a tax haven singapore is the only country in asia with a credit rating with all major agencies so a lot of people put their money there in singapore and it has been ranked as one of the most expensive cities to live in for expatriates and foreign workers but it ranks high in key social indicators like education healthcare, infrastructure and housing with a home ownership rate of 88 percent and singaporeans enjoy one of the largest life expectancies fastest internet connection speeds lowest infant infant mortality rates and lowest levels of corruption in the world and it looks like a really cool place. The, when I'm thinking of Singapore, and obviously if I went to Singapore, it'd be a very different experience. But like crazy rich Asians. That's what I was going to say. I'm not like a billionaire <laughs> seeing these nice places and stuff. But like that movie made me really want to go there. Yeah. I think the airport itself is kind of like a tourist destination. Like yeah. it's a crazy airport. It looks like a really cool place. And yeah. it's really clean. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of green area it looks really pretty and really cool. I feel like it's very unique. Like they speak English and it's like clean and has like its citizens enjoy a really high quality of life compared to other Southeast Asia places, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the economy and being able to take rich people's money. <laughs> yeah. And just like its size, you know, mm-hmm. it's very small. So. Yeah. I don't think I gave a population. It has 5.4 million million people in Singapore. So Singapore is the country. Is it a country or is it a city? It's an island country. Okay. But Singapore City is like the capital, right? Are there other cities besides Singapore? The capital of Singapore is Singapore. (laughs) Yeah, I did know that. I just wasn't sure if there were other cities in Singapore. Let's see. Or if that's the only one. Yeah, there's other cities in Singapore. But the city of Singapore is the capital. 
So that cruise that I talked about that goes to like the Southeast Asia, when I was looking at it probably two years ago, because the cruise leaves from Singapore, so you'd have to fly from America to Singapore. And when I was looking at the flights, they were like seven or eight hundred dollars. Now they're like twelve to fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Be a long flight too. Oh, look, there's one for eleven hundred. Let's just see what the flights look like. Just because I'm curious. This is in April of 2024. Oof, it's 32 hours. Oh, there's some shorter ones that are 20 hours. 20 hours across the Pacific nonstop or 20 hours total with layovers? 20 hours total with a layover in San Francisco for three hours. So it's a... Oh, in Seattle. So Seattle to Singapore is a 16-hour flight. That's a long way. I did a flight from San Francisco to Shanghai, and it was 14 hours, and it was rough. Yeah. I think the longest flight I've been on was probably to London, and that was, what, like eight hours? Anyway, okay, where are we at now? So we're in Singapore. We're at the Orchid Gardens. The rock music is playing as the gates open, and they go in and find Margaret Thatcher, this famous orchid, and at this orchid is... A clue, which is a detour. Yes. And the detour is dry or wet? So dry seems confusing as you're reading the clue. Yeah. It says, choose a car and drive to these apartments. You find a television star and he gives you the clue. Singapore's number one television star. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in all the, all the streets in this area are labeled Choa Chu Kong. Yeah. There's like Cho Chu Kong Boulevard, Way, Avenue, Street, Lane. Yeah. So it's really hard to find it. Also, when you get to the apartment complex, not all the elevators go to all the floors or consecutive floors. And the apartment numbers are like backwards or one yeah, on just one kind side, of like alternating. Yeah. So when you're reading this in the clue, it's like, oh, no way I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. That looks really hard and confusing. But wet is drive to the Singapore Zoo and search for the mermaids. Which, when you get there, you'll find out that the mermaids are manatees. And you have to swim across the manatee enclosure to get the clue on the other side. Well, first you have to put on a wetsuit. Yes. And that would have been my signal to not do that one. Yes. The two or three times in my life that I've put on a wetsuit has been like the worst experiences of my life. So I agree. If it says put on a wetsuit, pretty much whatever the other one is. I would Yeah. Like do. that will take 30 minutes itself. <laughs> yeah. And to get it off and all that stuff. Yeah. And then the way they explained that dry and like all the streets and elevators and stuff like that makes it sound so hard, but it's not that hard. After these teams actually do it, yeah, it's really they not figure that it hard. out. Yeah. So I would choose dry. Yeah. Uh, the only teams that choose wet are the twins and Terry and Ian. Mm-hmm. Everybody else chooses dry. Yes, and they Singapore drives on the left side of the road apparently, so they're all in their cars. Zach and Flo are following Ken and Gerard, and they show up at the. Uh, the apartments at the same time and ken is like why are you following us and i think we've talked about this before like if you're going to the same place yeah they're not following you even though they kind of were but yeah like and she's like why would you assume that he's like i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) he's just like a happy-go-lucky guy yeah 
He likes to tease her lovingly, it yeah. seems like. But we did say that it was like, okay, well, we're just right next to you. We're not going to pretend we can't see you. Just, yeah. Like, like, we're not going to go another <laughs> route just so that it doesn't look like we're falling. Yeah. <laughs> we're just in the same place because we're doing the same thing. Yeah. But they find the apartments pretty easily. And it's like that whole thing with the elevators and the apartment numbers doesn't even seem to be a big deal. Like, that's... Who, mm-hmm. Okay. That didn't do anything to this detour. But then Derek and Drew are driving to the zoo and are having a hard time getting there. Derek is driving and Drew is doing the directions. And this is just kind of what I was talking about. It's like the attitude of like the older brother and the younger brother. He's like, come on, where do you like, where are you taking me? Like do the directions better. You know, he's yeah. like, I'm trying. You can. <laughs> Drew's like, I have a compass, but I don't know how to read it. Well then what good does this do us? <laughs> yeah but they do make it to the zoo eventually and they're up in the front and this zoo employee is like do you guys need help <laughs> and they ask him about the mermaids and he says it's at the manatee enclosure and he shows them how to get there and like as the person is helping them figure out what the manatees where the manatees are and stuff terry's like standing right there and like looking over their shoulder and like they're like, no, move over here so she can't Yeah, see. don't tell her. Don't show her. And she's like, well, he's going to just help me right after you guys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they get to that enclosure about the same time. Yeah. And they have to rush and put those... Um, the wetsuits wet on. on. Yeah. And, like, Terry just, like, strips down in her underwear. Mm-hmm. They're disposable underwear. I thought that was so funny. But actually, maybe not yeah. the worst idea in the world. Because Ian was explaining... <laughs> He's like laughing. He's like, she had this great idea. You know, you have to wash cotton underwear. It's going to stay wet for days. So she's just brought disposable underwear on the race. And we don't have to worry about washing our underwear. <laughs> Which I guess makes sense. But they, they literally look like adult like diapers. granny diapers. And that's yeah. probably what they are. That is what they are. Like adult diapers. And she like does not care who yeah. sees. She is on national television in those weird disposable underwear. And Ian's just kind of like laughing at her. Like, yeah. not rudely. No, just, just like, like a, oh my goodness. Anything for the race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They swim across the enclosure. It doesn't seem that hard. And get the clue. I didn't know this about manatees, that they were like the quote unquote inspiration for mermaids. Yeah. Manatees are so cute. They are cute. They're just like little <laughs> floating marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> They're so cute. Well, Ken and Gerard and Zach and Flo actually get the clue first because they find that Singapore TV star. Yeah. And it says um, to go to the Fountain of Wealth. It says, get one step closer to great wealth by finding the clue at the Fountain of Wealth. And they say that this fountain is like lucky and stuff like that. So when Ken and Gerard and Zach and Flo get the clue, they're making their way back down to the parking lot to get in their cars. And we have a bunch of stuff happen here that just drives me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so the problem is that Zach and Flo have a map that's better and more detailed than Ken and Gerard's map. But they can't read a map. They yeah. don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> so Ken and Gerard are like, what, can we take your map? You guys can follow us and we'll help you. Yeah. And Zach says, no, you can't take our map. And Flo loses it out. And she's like screaming and screaming at Zach. And Ken's like, don't yell at him, Flo. 
Yeah. And he's kind of like, they're like, both the brothers are kind of just walking away from this like, fiasco hur, hur, going on in the parking lot. Just like, okay, okay, <laughs> we're going to get in our car. And, and, and Flo is just she like, having a freak out. She storms over there. She grabs the map out of Zach's hand. She gives it to them. And because she's so mad because she's like, you follow them here. They helped us get here. Now we can't just like, and Zach's like, well, what if we get separated? What if we get lost? What are we going to do? Like, that's our map. What are we going to do if we get lost? I think he should have let them use the map and they should just work together to get there. But his reasoning behind it was. It made sense. But it wasn't like, and Zach does say this. It wasn't a conversation. It wasn't like. Like, they're like, can we take your map? And Zach's like, no, I think we're going to keep it. And then Flo could have been like, well, maybe let's just try this, you know? And like, maybe because they helped us get here and we'll just stick together and stuff like that. And it could have been a conversation, but she freaks out immediately and just starts screaming and ripping his head off. And like he said, he's like, this wasn't even a conversation. You just started yelling. Like we could have talked about it, but all you do is yell and scream. She's like, because you know, you never listen to me. Yeah. Da, 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 da. It's like you, you don't give me a chance to listen without me. And yeah, that's why she's so upset because she says you make all the decisions without me. But she doesn't give him time. Like she doesn't give him her opinion either. You know, yeah. like she makes all the decisions and doesn't ask. But like he said, it's never a conversation. It's not like, oh, I'd rather do this. It's like anything he says, she immediately just like bites his head off. And so why is it worse for Zach to decide to keep the map and not consult with Flo than for Flo to go and just rip the map out of Zach's hands and give it to Canon Gerard without asking Zach? Yeah. Like, she's doing the same thing that she's getting mad at him for. Yes. <laughs> it is so ridiculous. And Zach says, I just want to stop talking to her and interacting with her and be like, to hell with you. Like, he is done with, yeah. like, her attitude. He is not having a good time. <laughs> no. And Gerard says, um, so, Zach and Flo are following Ken and Gerard anyways, after all this. Yeah. Well, and Ken Ken says, like, we promise we're not going to try to lose you. We promise we'll help you get there. Mm-hmm. And then. And in the car, Gerard's like, I wouldn't mind losing them. And Ken's like, no, we're not playing dirty. Yeah. He's like, well, if you can lose them. <laughs> Because I wouldn't want to team up with this team either. I'd be like, you guys are annoying. Yeah. Not both of you. One of you. <laughs> yeah. But the twins find this fountain first. And you have to run in the water and get it. Looks very yeah wet. And <laughs> I just think this is so funny. Just because if this hasn't been so obvious up until now of how he's like the brother who's like, more bossy and stuff but he's like take your socks off that's just ridiculous <laughs> why would you want your shoes and socks to be wet the whole the rest of the time <laughs> nobody else took their shoes off because yeah. i noticed after he said that i was but nobody else they just yeah. ran through with wet shoes and there is a clue there in the fountain and the clue says drive to the pit stop at the top of mount faber there's probably more the last I... team to check in will be eliminated yeah where's, i was where's I, the roadblock yeah i was wondering the same thing what the heck at this point because this was like a longer episode i started it late it was probably like one in the morning that i was mm -hmm. watching this part so i kind of was just like 
get as little notes as possible and move on. So, (laughs) well, I don't like it when they do this. I don't like it when they don't have the roadblock because that makes it so the pit stop is basically just getting there, driving there. Yeah. Like I want a task or like, you know, your abilities to Mm -hmm. determine who gets eliminated. I hate it when it comes down to this and there's no roadblock. Yeah. They don't do it often, but yeah, but every once in a while. And so they're all making their way to the fountain. The brothers get there. The Zach and Flo get there. Um, when Ken goes in and gets oh my the gosh. clue and he's running out and he does like a front roll and he's just so <laughs> cute. They just make things fun. Yeah. And I think, like I said, I feel like they just have a good attitude of like, we're surprised we're here. Yeah. <laughs> but so we're going to try gonna, hard, but also yeah, have fun. <laughs> we're going to make the most of it, but still keep doing our best. And mm-hmm. Terry and Ian are having a hard time finding the fountain. They stop in the middle of the road and ask a guy on a motorcycle to take them yeah there he's like oh, okay and he helps them and ian says i'm sorry i was short with you but i don't remember him being like in this recent part of this episode him being like super short with her yeah i feel like it was more in the last leg yeah but i feel like he has to apologize a lot like that like yeah he's heated in the moments and then after he apologizes and she seems just used to it and doesn't yeah. seem to care that much like she she sometimes says stuff back but that's just their relationship mm-hmm. i guess <laughs> um john vito and jill are getting to the fountain just as terry and ian are pulling out and you get to the fountain you see you there's only one clue left mm-hmm. <sighs> that's what is bothering me so much is there's one clue left they open it and it's like drive yourself to the pit stop yeah. Like, that's so discouraging. I would have been like, oh, I was looking forward to a roadblock so we could actually, maybe, like, have a chance. Yeah. And then we have all the teams checking in. So they have to drive up to this mountain in the city of Singapore. Um, team number one are Derek and Drew. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah. They didn't even mention that. Yeah. The only time they mentioned it was in the car. Yeah. But it maybe that was yesterday. I was going to say, I think it's the day later. <laughs> It might even be two days later because that was like the long train ride to Singapore. And then they had to sleep overnight to get the... Yeah. So it's not their birthday so, anymore. All right. <laughs> it is their birthday episode. Yes. But not their birthday. And they win a seven-night European cruise on Royal Caribbean. Yeah. And then Ken and Gerard and Zach and Flo arrive at the same time. And Flo's like, I can beat them in a foot race. We can beat them in a foot race. Yeah. She said, we have to. We have to beat them. I don't know. Do they think that they're the last two teams... I don't know. Because when they got to the fountain, there was uh, still clues left. clues left. But she is making it sound like, and also that bothers me because she literally was just saying, they helped us, you know, and she was trying to get help from them. Yeah. And also and now she's she wants not to faster win. than them. Yeah. They now, totally beat her in the foot race. Oh yeah. By far. Like <laughs> she was acting like she was not even. Well, it might've been because. She's not wearing a bra yeah. in the, this whole episode, and it's very uncomfortable to run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's obvious in this episode that she's not wearing a bra. It just really bothered me that she was, like, wanting to beat him in a foot race when she literally was just like, they helped us. Let's let let's keep helping them. Let's help each other, blah, yeah. blah, blah. You gave them the map to lead you to this place, mm-hmm. but now you want to beat them. Yeah. But she wasn't even close to beating them. No. 
They check in as team number two. Yes. And Flo and Zach are team number three. So now it's a pretty intense race between John Vito and Jill and Terry and Ian to not be eliminated. And the way they're editing it is like they're pretty close yeah. together. And that could have been the case too because they were pulling out as they were pulling into the fountain. So yeah, yeah it's pretty close. Um, and you like, they're getting out and they're going to run and you're like, oh, John Vito and Jill could beat them in a foot race. Yeah. And, you know, there's always, like, the reveal. Who's it going to be coming around the corner? And this time it is Terry and Ian. Terry and Ian. And they are team number four. Which means John Vito and Jill are team number five. And they actually kind of seem surprised. Yeah. Like, when when Phil says, and I'm sorry you've been eliminated, they kind of, like, both were like, oh. Yeah. That's why I'm like... Are, do people just not understand that yet? Like, there was only one clue left. You grabbed it, and then there was no clues left. Yeah. <laughs> you were the last ones. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, too. Like, I think that they should put, like, a few extra clues in mm-hmm. the box so that you don't know if you're last. Mm-hmm. You make it more interesting. Yeah. But when I did see Terry and Ian coming around the corner, I was kind of disappointed. I really like John Vito and Jill. I do too. Terry and Ian, I'm very proud of them. I was annoyed this episode that people were undermining them. Not undermining them. Under... What was the word I'm trying to think of? Under... Underestimating them. Yes, underestimating them. I was annoyed that they were underestimating them. I'm like, they've ran a good race. Yeah. And all they've done is tried their hardest. But I just really like John Vito and Jill. Yeah. I wanted them to. They're super sweet. They get along so good. Like, we've never seen them argue. Mm-mm. And I think Jill even said, like, when you love each other as much as we do, like, you don't need to fight. You don't need to yeah, argue. Yeah. They've been really cute and really nice and just respectful of each other and happy and enjoying their time. I do feel like we haven't got a lot of airtime with them because they are so just, they, like, Yeah. They don't nice. cause drama. They're... They technically, and they're not boring, but they're kind of boring for a TV show. So we haven't seen them a lot. But I loved them. I loved how nice they were and how, like, I really liked Jill. I think she just, she worked really hard and kept up with everyone. And John Vito was super nice to her. So I'm really sad to see him go. I think based on their, like, physical abilities, they could have won. Mm-hmm. But they've struggled getting places. Yeah, I, that seems to be their downfall is they, like the navigational. Mm-hmm. And we've mentioned a few times, like they seem to be kind of like headed somewhere first and then we just don't see them and other teams pass them up and then yeah. they show up like three places later than they would have. Yeah. So I think they have struggled in their navigation. So they probably wouldn't have won in the end, but I'm sad to see him go. Well, John Vito and Jill, their average placement was 4.8, and they finished in fifth, so right about average. Nice. So they took fifth, seventh, seventh, sixth, fourth, fifth, third, fifth, first, fifth. So they were pretty middle of the pack, Mm -hmm. but still in the top half. And 
they actually come back for All Stars. Oh. I didn't remember that. Me either. It's been a long time since I've seen the All Star season. But they come back, but they broke up a couple of years before coming back to the All Star season. So they came on as just friends? I guess so. Hmm. Interesting. And Jill is married to somebody named David Walton. So not John Vito. They have some kids. Um, they do. Jill is a little bit more active on Facebook and Instagram and like posts really cute pictures of her family and some of the fun things that they do. She looks the same but older, mm-hmm. like most people do. <laughs> and John Vito does not post very often. Like his last Facebook post was from 2015. <laughs> So yeah, that's really not very often. <laughs> no, <laughs> but he, I think, still lives in New York. It doesn't look like he has any pictures with like a wife, girlfriend, partner, anything. So I don't know. Sometimes when I just like Google their names, it brings up more stuff. Like Heather and Eve. Remember Eve? Yeah. When, like, she had no social media information, but then I Googled her name and it was, like, all of that stuff that she did. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. So, okay, Jill Aquilino. I wonder if she's related to Carly Aquilino. I don't know who that is. She, do you remember that show on VH1 that was, like, Girl Code? No. Oh, she was on that. She's a comedian. She has a podcast. She's actually hilarious. She's on LinkedIn. She's a senior product specialist with a fo- focus on capital markets at Credit Suisse. Susie? S U I S S E. What would that word be? I don't know. <laughs> so she does live in New York, metropolitan area still. So she works in like. The finance and banking industry. Okay. Cool, cool. Good for Jill. Now let's find anything else about John. So John Vito Pietenza. Pietenza. It's weird to actually hear their last names because you never Mm -hmm. hear their last names on the show. John Vito Pietenza is a very unique name, so I feel like it's probably him. He's not on Facebook, but he's on TikTok. Yeah. Like, does he have posts or he just has a TikTok? I don't know how to do TikTok. He ha- it says John Vito Patanza, 2 million views. So does that mean 2, mi- two million people have viewed his videos? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is getting long now. So, um, yeah, he'll be back for, they'll both be back for Amazing Race Season 11, the all-star season. Okay, so Terry was born in 1952. They were both born in 1952. So if this was in 2002, they would have been 50. Yeah, that's not very old. No, they seem way older than that. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so then how old were Joe and Bill? Because they also seem maybe older than 50. Well, look at okay, what can... year they were born <laughs> Joe was born in 1950, and Bill was born in 1954. So Joe is older than them. Yeah, but like the oldest team, not the oldest person. 
I'm a very appealing person. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought of when you said that, the way you said it. (laughs) Collectively, they're the same age. Like, if you average Joe and Bill, they're the same age as Terry and Ian. Well, maybe they got down to days. But they were two years younger in season one than Terry and Ian were in whoops season three does that make sense because it was two years before so i guess joe and bill would have been like 51 when they did this yeah that's what i'm saying like their hair and their like their clothes and stuff make them look older than they yeah are and i think that's just like the hair of the time yeah for people that age okay well we have two episodes left episode 10 and 11, but 11 is a, also a double leg, I think. Okay. So I think they'll probably stay in Asia. Yeah. Obviously for a couple more legs and then head back to the U.S. So I hope they don't go to Alaska again. <laughs> or Thailand <laughs> or China. <laughs> Not that those places aren't great. We just have already seen them in both of the last two seasons. So. So... I think they're going to go to Japan. Okay. I'm still... Because I think I guessed Cambodia last episode. I think I'm going to stick with that. Cambodia. Okay. Okay. Well, we will see and we'll see you next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at theamazingrewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review, and share with your friends, and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening. Bye.